Welcome to Ruthless Live. She just died? Wow. I didn't know that. I just, uh, you're telling me now for the first time. She led an amazing life. What else can you say? She was an amazing woman. Whether you agreed or not, she was an amazing woman who led an amazing life. I'm actually sad to hear that. I am sad to hear that. Thank you very much. Ballerina! You must have seen her Dancing in the sand Republicans seek to take control of the House of Representatives. Republicans are going to retake both the House and Senate. A liberal on the Senate. Yeah! The host warning Democrats about the potential yeah! for a red wave. Do we have any sort of canary in the coal mine type indications of Please, where we beautiful people! Fox News is calling the Virginia governor's race for Republican <laughs> Glenn Youngkin. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man. Gotta let it play. Or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Oh, Lord. A very provocative start, right? (laughs) (laughs) My name is Josh Holmes. Obviously, this is comfortably smug. (laughs) Michael Duncan. (laughs) Smash Johnny Ashbrook over here. And the star of the show, Hollywood Head. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Holy, so, so Hollywood Head is going to be out mingling around in the crowd, and she's going to be doing some audience participation things. I'm going to be working the room, basically. Working the room. Yeah. Look, how can you not with an yeah, outfit that's right. like that? That's right. Woo. I right? will see you all out in the audience. <laughs> Shout out to our man in the shadows, the silent partner, Matt McDaniel. Matt McDaniel. Thank you so much. If you wonder where it is that we get our content on a day-to-day basis, that's the guy. That's the guy. Lisa, we couldn't be more pumped to be with you. We thought we'd maybe start with, like, you know, why is it that we're here, right? Who who the hell are we? Why do we... How do we get here? And um, it's kind of a funny story. I don't know, Smug. I'm going to make a drink. If you you wouldn't mind just giving a little... Absolutely. I'd be happy to get into this. So this goes back, and I, I pulled it up while we're backstage grabbing drinks. Uh, I think it was uh, September of 2019. Little did we know there was about to be a plague. Yeah. I used to, uh, so I was in New York at the time, and I would visit D.C. from time to time and host these off-the-record get-togethers. And I invited Mr. Holmes to one of these off-the-record get-togethers. We hit it off, had a great time. Um, I was back in New York, and Holmes sends me a message. He was like, hey, you know. He was like, next time you're in town, there's something we should talk about. And I was like, you know what? There's, there's something I actually wanted to bring up. And so uh, I hopped on down here, and I, pu- I, had a, I had a plan of something I wanted to put together, uh, a conservative media company that was actually entertaining. Which is a crazy idea. <laughs> because everybody gets lectured, right? I mean, if, you're, if you like conservative stuff, you either get screamed at or 
or they read the Federalist Papers. So it's, it's <laughs> not the best source of entertainment. Right? Sell out or you got to go to like 1800s. Yeah. It's one of the two. And uh, Holmes says, all right, well, show up to my office and, and we should chat. And so I, I arrive and I said, all right, uh, Josh, so I had this idea. Maybe there could be a conservative media company that's actually entertaining. And we put out content that people want to hear, that's funny, that's enjoyable. And then he looks at me and he's like, so I have a plan of something I thought yeah, let me hit we the should print, have. Let me hit the print button. I've been working on this for a while. And he puts a yeah. deck in front of me yeah. of the exact same idea. And I was like, I think this is going to work. Yeah. We so, literally exchanged the same paper on the same idea at the same time. And at that point, we were like, oh, this might work. I mean, fast forward a year. Look at this place, huh? You guys are the ones that made this happen. Let me address the beginning of this, which was the RBG situation. Yes. Yes. It's a very controversial topic. So we did this initially. We came up with the name Ruthless. I think you came up with it, Duncan. Yeah, it was Duncan. I did. Um, well, I, I actually got the idea from John King, of all people. It was a CNN segment. And he was talking about some of the shit that we were doing, Holmes, on the McConnell race. And he's like, these guys are ruthless. They're ruthlessly funny. And I was like, you know what? That f I fucking like that. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah, and then it was just like, you know, I mean, and, I think... And we had a meeting, and, he, and, and Duncan's like, so this is why I want ruthless. And I was like, this is a great idea. It's a strong brand. And then like a week later... <laughs> yeah. No, so but we're we like, knew, we knew, we knew, we knew that the libs were going to be very, very angry about so we it. We already had like the creative, yeah. right? I mean, we already had like what you're seeing right there that was already set. All that stuff. It, we're like, all right, go time. We're going to do this great podcast. Everyone's going to love it. And then Ruth later tunes for it dies. And we're like, no, you know what? Buy the domain. Double down. Let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, look at this fucking guy. <laughs> it's a Rocky Balboa. At least he fights. But in the, mean, in the meantime, we knew the rapport would work because we spent COVID on Zoom calls betting horses with yeah, one another. Yeah, yeah a, lot of, a lot of time on the Twin Spires app, you know, if anybody who likes to little bet little ponies. We would laugh at each other nonstop, and at one point we were like, you know what, this could really work in a podcast yeah. setting. I never thought that like a year and a half later it would look like uh, Joe Burrow had sex with Johnny Weir. <laughs> <laughs> but, but honestly, the, the, the reason we went forward with it is because we've all been engaged and many of you have been engaged in this like media parlor game, which is DC, where they sort of narrative and, and, and create things about conservatives that doesn't exist. And so we thought, all right, we're, let's go up with Ruthless. Let's, let's try to figure this out. We'll put it out there. We won't say a word, right? We won't say a word about why it is that this is named Ruthless. And we'll wait to see who assigns the motives. Yep. Right? We're going to see what publication for, I think it was Politico. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think so. And sure enough, like within two weeks, they're like named after the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> 
I was like, I just fucking like NWA and Ruthless Records, and that's why I made that design. <laughs> it's like they were so, just like, yes, this is this is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So the thing is, I want to take the street cred and be like, yes, yes. <laughs> you know what? You're right. That's why. Well, that's the beauty. <laughs> that's the beauty of Smug. He doesn't give a shit about it. <laughs> <laughs> Duncan and I were like, mm, uh, no, never apologize. <laughs> never apologize. <laughs> never apologize. So, I mean, look, what started out, honestly, is a, an amusement for ourselves. And we thought, uh, maybe we could direct some attention in the right places at the end of the 2020 election because everybody was talking about in the media things that, you know, didn't exist. We were talking about things like Kiss and Cal. Remember yeah, Kiss I, and no. Cal? We sunk his campaign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyone remember Cal Cunningham? Probably not because he lost. Nobody was talking about Kiss and Cal. But we were talking about Kiss and Kale, so we thought, you know, maybe we could do some good here. And then, like, the third episode in, this thing went to number three in the country. We were like, holy shit, we might have an obligation here. Yeah. It's like uh, Godfather Part Two. It's like every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in. And, yeah. and so, so for me, what really got me hardened on making this happen, not just, like, a, on a short-term thing, is Foldy said... Uh, I'm hearing, like, you know, even from a lot of the Republicans who work on the Hill, they're listening to Pod Save because there's no other content. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me, man? <laughs> there will be now. There will be now. We, there will be now. And we kind of made them a little bit of an enemy right off the bat, right? I mean, it was their choice. They We're, tried to copy us. Well, they did. I mean, we, we did things like, remember the, that March Hackness? Yeah, we did March right. Hackness. Right? Right. And they did March Badness. March and we, badness. And we called them out, and we, and we told all, like, mutual friends, tell them they're garbage people. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still scared. They're still scared. They're still scared. I mean, we've had it. We, look, this has been an incredible journey for us. And the funny thing is, is that uh, Duncan, who started where we just brought him in, basically just to speak your mind, right? Well, yeah, I mean, the whole reason it all sort of happened is we'd have these production meetings and... McDaniel would, would right. put the, put the doc know. together, and then I would just fucking lose my mind in these production meetings on a rant, and they're like, you know what, just do that live and do yeah. that every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's it. Just an angry Duncan. That's what we needed, you know? Just a totally angry person. So, anyway, I thought, you know, maybe one of the things we can start with, and Hollywood hands out here somewhere. There she is. Let's oh. start, and I, look, most of you are here. Out here, out here. Mo there she is. Yes, thank you. Yes, yes. Yes, Duncan. <laughs> most of you are here because you've been here from the beginning, right? You've been super fans from the beginning. You've been with us when we plugged in USB cords into a side of a computer, and we're like, I don't know, I guess this is a fucking podcast. Right? So... I think you probably know more about this show than maybe even we do, right? Yeah, I mean, I've been pretty drunk most of the episodes, so. <laughs> <laughs> At least we can be honest live, right? I can confirm all. I know that. you have been. That is, that is all accurate. Uh, that is all accurate, the drunk. No, she can speak truth to power on that. And, and when we're putting this episode together, uh, I said we, number one, always try to be the voice of the people. Like a lot of the content, I mean, I'm sure everyone in this room already knows, you send it our way, we try to blow it up. We, you know, we're a ground-up enterprise. And I said, that's what the first live show has to be. It's the people talking to us. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's all about you guys. 
So we're going to do some trivia. Trivia. Trivia to start. Let's go. All right? And there are prizes. We have so prizes. get involved. Look, get involved. Look at all those prizes. Look at all those prizes. That's right. Smog, you want to read the first one? Absolutely. <clears throat> Who is the only guest to no-show on the program? Wow. Hands up. I didn't even going, need the moment. Going with choice. the girl first. Oh, man. Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah! That's a winner. That's a winner. <laughs> nice. Nice. Johnny, you got the second one? This one's a little bit trickier. Yeah, this, this one is near and dear to my heart. What are the favorite football teams favored by Holmes, Duncan, and Smug? And I, it's a multiple choice in case people don't know off the top of their head. This dude knows, oh, though. This guy knows. This, dude oh, knows. knows. this, guy's, this guy's okay. all over it. Hold on. What's your name? Um, my name's Chad. Hi, Smug. Hey! <laughs> Chad, thank you so much. Hey, thank you for being here, and thank you for keeping the faith and holding the line and owning the libs. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> so, That's why um, Duncan, or excuse me, um, Holmes, yours is really easy. My dad was a Northwest pilot. You're a Vikings fan. Um, Vikings. Skull? Skull, yeah. Um, I'm from St. Louis. Uh, go Bengals. So that's my guess for you. Oh. So, ah. right, hit him with well, the sand. Hit him with the sand. Hit him. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to get liar. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> All right. We gave, we gave A for effort there. That was good. Okay. Multiple choice. Oh, Some wait. Way. We got more. We have more without oh, the multiple choice. Okay. Yeah, we got We it. have more without the multiple choice over here. Do you know? Broncos, Vikings, Colts. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Joe Haney for okay. the win. Yes. Well, here is, here is the follow-up question. This is the most important follow-up question. Which of those teams... Are playing on Sunday night. Unfucking believable. Oh, found the Raise your hand if your team is playing on Sunday yeah. night. Ashbrook for the win. Ashbrook for the win. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's been a particularly painful few weeks. Yeah. Did, uh, can we make Can we make Duncan read the next one? Sure. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. Yeah. All right. This is some it's bullshit. a multiple choice. This it's is a multi- some bullshit. <laughs> I hate you, Smug. Uh, okay. The question is. How tall is the tallest building in Indianapolis? Does anybody know? Uh, it's multiple choice. The, the, the answers, potentially, here. Four stories, 12 stories, about 36 feet. <laughs> I'm getting another drink. We, we got a bid raise right your there. hand. Raise we got your a bid hand right who there. wants to answer. 12 stories? 12 stories is perfect. That's it. You get it yourself up. I mean, that's bullshit. First of all, that is bullshit. Lucas Oil Stadium, a fantastic stadium. Minneapolis is a great place. Highly recommend going there. So I know he's very biased, but in terms of unbiased reporting, I drove through Indianapolis, and it was just like a horrifying experience. You you pull up to the city, and it's just like all gravel. And and the tallest, like you see nothing. And and, and a personal run out from the gas station, they're like, the tallest building here is like 10 feet tall. And it's like, I just want to fill my tank and get on the road. Apropos of nothing, you go to the gas station in Indianapolis, and the guy walks out to you to inform you the building heights. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's a strange place. I mean, they're very proud of the 
12-foot building. Oh, and they were very proud. He was like, we just did it. We got a two-story building. <laughs> uh, it's got stairs. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, okay, do you want me to do this one? Yeah, go for it. So this is a good one. This gets to our games. Which brain wormer has won the most King of the Hill competitions? Wait, we have hands without the multiple choice. Oh, I got one. I got one. Wow. My name's Phil. I'm from Crew, Maryland, the land of the wild zebras. Yep. Uh, that's Jen Rubin, the, the queen. <laughs> yes. Hit him with the ding. Wow. Hit him wow. With the... Very nice. It's the wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Is it, is it uh, Kami Sherry, uh, Sherry Jacobus? It is sure not. Oh. We got one up here. All right. After this one, we go to multiple choice if they get it wrong. The next one. Matthew Dowd. Oh, he nailed it. That's the winner. There you go. Remix. Matthew Mail Pattern Dowd. Wait, can I, can I get uh, from Ashbrook the actual title for Dowd? Yeah. What's, the, what's the full name? Yeah, Mail Pattern. There's, there's more to Mail Pattern than just his hairline. Yeah, you may find out more but later. But we'll hear about... Hear, well, yeah, yeah. We might hear about that later. <laughs> okay, uh, who wants the next one? I Smug, mean, take the next one. I'll take that one. What is the last line of the Claim to Fame theme song? Multiple choices. Multiple choices. The multiple choices... A, saving Joe Biden from blame. B... Ronnie, remember my name. This table, right? Or C, you're going to like my post most. It's really good lyrical writing, Remember my name. B. That's the correct answer. answer. We've got a winner. Remix. Okay, I think we should go to this one. This is a great one. What famous celebrity, maybe... Just likes to have a good time. <laughs> so this, this is, is like this for, is the best. For, this was one of Josh's best moments of the entire podcast. Yeah. <laughs> what? Look, I, the multiple choice. Again, this is a celebrity who maybe just likes to have a good time. Britney Spears. Only real ones know this and have a full story. Because <laughs> this is that. Demi good. Lovato. Miley Cyrus. We got a we, we got a hand raised here. We got a hand raised right here. Here we go, Demi. That's Demi yes, Demi So I want, I want to give the like long form answer. She likes to party, no question. So this made, is made her blind. This but. is this is way back in the day, in the dark days of like the lockdown. Uh, it was it was the government's like it's very unsafe for people to be in the same building. So we used to record episodes on Zoom, and by record episodes each of us would race through a bottle of bourbon on camera <laughs> and hit the record button. Um, and so we're recording an episode, and I think, uh, who was it? Hen- it was Hen, yeah, Hen was... Did you yeah. find that? Yeah. I, was, I was doing a story on Yeah, she Demi found Lovato's this news on Demi Lovato. going to rehab. It was very yeah. serious. So, so she's like gotten out of rehab. She makes it sound so much worse. <laughs> and, 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 and the story was wild. So, so Demi Lovato, in one night, did like so much booze and drugs. She had... Two strokes, two heart attacks, and lost her vision, right? And I was like, well, that's kind of fucking intense, right? 
And then Holmes has a follow-up, and he's like, well, you know, addiction is real, but, you know, is this like a, is this like a problem, or is she just like a party? I was like, dude. <laughs> is this a PR play? I have not been to the really good party lately. <laughs> I haven't, like, been, I haven't been to it's a, like a, se- double, a double seizure party, party in a while. And strokes. <laughs> All right, let's move up. That sound makes me sound terrible. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, for those of you that th- who's a Thanksgiving episode fan, uh, Thanksgiving episode, we love those. All right. So, uh, what is the key move in expressing dominance in Thanksgiving? A, throwing cranberry sauce on the couch. B, parking in the yard. Or C, punting the turkey. (laughs) I think the crowd may have answered that one. (laughs) Carpet bomb a conversation and punt the turkey. Hell yeah! That's a real one. Some extra flair out there. He's got to get that... An extra special T-shirt for the gentleman of the bar. <laughs> All right, you got. Uh, I want. I want to do this one. All right, hit this, this one. This is yeah. special in my heart. Oh God, this is terrible. Yeah. Um, so, who was the first scalp of the Biden administration taken by the fellas? I like how we can say the first. The first. The first. The first. Yeah, we're putting Here them we up. Go. Hey, how about there's been multiple? Huh? Yeah. yeah. Vanita Gupta? No? Was she a Mike Ditka? Hit, hit him with a multiple choice, Mug. What? Hold on. Ink. Yeah, give him the multiple choice. Nero Tandon? Uh, that's yeah! right. Yeah! Let's fucking go! Let's fucking go! A t shirt to the young lady in front. So, um, I think we've got. Do we have time for one more? Yeah, I think, let's do I think one. we do. Let's do. I think yeah. we do. I, 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 I have a question. I, I'm wondering if anybody in the crowd knows which foreign country Smug first contracted COVID. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Bo- bo- bonus points if you know how many times he has had COVID. Honestly, I'm not even know. One time with old Corona. This time, and it was a drag. Give me two times with old Corona. Honestly, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick. Right here. That's correct. Right here. (laughs) The answer right here. Correct answer. We're going to get him a shirt. Gentlemen, right here. I love it. I love it. Okay. We have one final. This is an important one. One final question. Who was our first special guest on the Ruthless Variety? I think that would be me. Although I'm not sure I was a special guest as opposed to just a guest. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a very special guest. I, I can't believe that you knew what you were doing when you allowed us to interview right off the bat. 
Yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. That was a staff error. <laughs> it must. I, I got to say, there's a there's a TV screen of this stage backstage. So I took a picture of it and I sent it to my wife, and she thinks this is another staffing error as well. <laughs> <laughs> but she did caution me: don't let them dress you up like a dork like the rest of those guys. <laughs> Touche. So, first of all, let's get you a cocktail, huh, Michael? What is it? Is a Godfather? Is that what you drink? Godfather. A Godfather. I mean, that's a Bonus points to anyone who knows what a Godfather is. A little pageantry. What's, what's the official call? Is it, it's four parts. Four parts bourbon, Duncan. Yeah, no, it's all part. It's all part. It, I think it's a four to one. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. Well, it's all alcohol anyway. To be exact, it could be, since I am a connoisseur of the Godfather, it could be any kind of whiskey. But since I'm from the South, it has to be bourbon. There you, there you go. go. There you go. There you go. The gentleman. You know, one thing that w- that I would never do is adulterate one alcoholic beverage with a non-alcoholic beverage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can respect that. That's Fantastic. It would be it would be terrible. It would be a terrible thing. So one of the things that we learned about in your first interview was the fact that you went through a period of time where every single night of your life, you ate birthday cake. Well, first off, who wouldn't eat birthday cake if they have a chance to every single day and every single night? Um, You know, the backstory of that actually involves the drink that Duncan over there is mixing. So I enjoy a beverage or three most days. (laughs) <laughs> but when that profile uh, in the New York Times was written about me, uh, my wife was eight months pregnant with what is now our six-year-old, Gabriel. Uh-huh, thank you. Yeah, there you, uh, you nice. Well done, Michael. Well done, Michael. So, in, so being a first-time mother and I was a first-time father, she's worried that what would happen if I was indulging a godfather and she went into labor early, who would get us to the hospital? So I promised that I would stop drinking a sweet beverage every night, and in return we started drinking, or eating cake every night. Since she too enjoys birthday cake all the time. And again, who wouldn't enjoy birthday cake? But so the story, as the story goes, it wasn't like a, a special birthday cake. He literally went to the store, and you know how you go to like your Safeway or whatever, and you, there's just like those random cakes that nobody wants? The sheet cake, the entire sheet cake. Like they're waiting, they're waiting for somebody to come in and say, I need a emergency birthday kit. Happy birthday, Adam. Can you write on it? You know? <laughs> you know? Like, it's I, not my birthday. I, birthday. I waited until the last minute. Please. <laughs> Just, do you have a cake? That's, that's us. Yeah. <laughs> so, in fact, no. So, uh, it was, uh, you know, probably like the fourth or fifth date where um, we're going to go went to the grocery store to cook some, get some food, go back to cook. And uh, I thought this would be a moment of showing... Some, you know, some sensitive side of myself, maybe e- exposing myself a little bit, letting her see the real me. Because you and, do a lot of that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's yeah. what most people think when they very think open. Tom Cotton. Yeah, yeah. Very open. I, I um, would love a relationship with the, showing the sensitive side is having a sheet cake. <laughs> so How do I make that happen? So we go through like the, like the bakery and produce section. We get by these cakes, and I said, you know, I, I want to share something with you. And she said, what is it? And I said... Sometimes I just like to buy a cake like that and eat it for no reason. <laughs> That's so legit. And she said, and this is the honest God truth, she said, really? And I said, yeah. And she said, so do I. <laughs> wow. Instant keeper. Match made in heaven. That is. 
So, at, so this, is, this was a short time. This was about three weeks before I finally, so for the first time, I took her to introduce her to my parents and some of my friends. And, you know, at the end of that trip, she was flying out because she was working here in Washington at the time. And I screwed up my courage. And I looked her in the eye and I said, honey, I love you. And she said, thank you. <laughs> She's a Minnesota gal, isn't she? Uh, she is, yeah. Her parents are originally from Minnesota. They live back there, there now. There you go, fellas there over there. Oh, he's got some mini boys in the house. And so, honestly, yeah. there's only one way to celebrate. And, and thank you so much, Senator, for being the first guest on our, on our podcast and now the first guest for Ruthless Live. And there's only really one way to celebrate, right? Yeah. So there's only one way to celebrate. Here we are. <laughs> Look at the pageantry. The, the only thing that I'm disappointed here is that Duncan didn't go in at the last minute and said, can you please put on there, thank you, Senator Cotton. <laughs> but otherwise, it's a great effort. <laughs> we missed one step. We missed one step. But it is the most generic cake we could find. <laughs> basically, the only thing that was available at 8 a.m. Well, <laughs> well done. I think I'll enjoy my godfather, though. <laughs> Drink the godfather. We'll deal with the cake later. Uh, so we have a few questions. We take these things seriously here, as you know, on the Variety program. Crack pipes. <laughs> Good idea? I've spent a l I, I would not have expected when I woke up Monday morning to have spent as much time I have this week on crack pipes. <laughs> but I woke up and I, and I read this story in the Free Beacon, fine publication, and I... Hey, it's a bully. And I and I sent it. I sent it to some of my team. I said, "This can't be real," and they said, "Oh no, it's real." And then, helpfully, the Department of Health and Human Services then confirmed that it was in fact real. I, I guess some girl there, you know, started trying to troll us on social media, saying that, you know, that these have proven to reduce harms if you provide crack pipes to drug addicts. And you, know, that you had just released a, a report that talked about these things, when in fact we released a report about cracking down on cartels and providing officers Narcan so they could save people who have overdosed. That's right. And uh, I, I think the president's mouthpiece uh, criticized me from the White House podium the other day as well. Um, and then finally, after a couple of days of... So that was an amazing right? moment where, where, where they're like, well, is this true about crack pipes? And she's like, listen, that's... There's a lot to this. It's, it's not just crack pipes. We also have syringes in there. Well, and, and originally, and I, I think, too, that HHS said it's not just good for crack. It's also good for crystal meth and other drugs yeah. as well. Right. I mean, it's like a party in a box. It's a party in a box. You know, pick like poison. We got you covered. <laughs> Thinking about being the idealistic, you know, 27-year-old lib that went to work at HHS so you could try to stop COVID or research cancer or sue nuns or whatever they do over yeah, there at right. HHS. And instead, they tell you you're going to be in charge of distributing the crack pipes this <laughs> night. Well, you're in luck. <laughs> Good West Wing music. You love it. <laughs> it takes a little bit of, of pageantry to put on a crack pipe distribution. Right? <laughs> yes. I mean, you can't make it up. It's like... You show up to work and they're like, okay, we have a very important job here at HHS. And you're like, okay, I'm ready for this. 
We're in a pandemic, okay. We need you to be in charge of a very important new program, okay. So we have these crack pipes. <laughs> crack pipe czar. It's incredible. I mean, on the LinkedIn, that's gotta be incredible. Managed crack pipe distribution for the United States government. We have a special gift in addition to the cake, in addition to the godfather for Senator Cott. We have an actual kit, an actual kit for you that includes... Uh, oh, it's got the White House logo on it as well. It's the White House logo. This is, so this is probably the only model that was ever produced yeah. after Foldy and the Beacon exposed them. That's probably right. Let me help unpack it for you. I'm not sure, given my position, I should be handling the, <laughs> handling the materials in there, getting my fingerprints on them. Lip balm? Oh, the lip balm. <laughs> it's important. Very important. A syringe. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, you can't forget about this. This is really important. This spoon. <laughs> it's mitigation efforts. This is healthcare. <laughs> I don't want to ask a lot of questions. <laughs> in, all serious, in all seriousness, this is uh, really touching that y'all would do this for me. I appreciate the gift. But, but y'all know, and many of you who have worked in Congress know, uh, as a senator, unfortunately, I'm not allowed to accept the gift. So if you don't, mi if you don't, if you don't mind... <laughs> If you, if, you, if you don't mind, um, then I'll re-gift it to Hunter Biden. If yeah, that's it's okay. very fair. Very fair. Let's go. Let's go. Walk off home run. That's the home run. That is awesome. I mean, after all, maybe Joe Biden got the idea for all of this from his old buddy Corn Pop. <laughs> It's evening at the improv here with Tom Cotton. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, I've got another question. COVID. Bat soup? So from the very beginning, uh, this is back in, I remember very clearly, I was uh, home in Arkansas. It was Martin Luther King Day weekend, and um, I just started reading a lot of, I, read more and more about these reports coming out of Asia. I can tell you, unfortunately, it was nothing that we got in the government, not from the intelligence community, not from the administration. And I told my team, it's like, look, I think this is going to be pretty serious. We should uh, look into it. We came back. It was right in the middle of the impeachment trial. You were the report. first. You were the absolute yeah. first person to say that. And the tip of the spear, like way before anybody else was willing to stand up. Yeah, so it was, it was like the Thursday before Martin Luther King Day weekend. We'd been sworn in in the impeachment trial. I guess I have to say the first impeachment trial now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then we get back and we're in impeachment mode the whole week, the next week after that, which means the Senate floor is shut down, so there's no chance to speak about this in public, really. The media didn't care about it. It was all impeachment all the time. I was trying to tell my peers, like, you know, this is very serious. We should be focused on this. Most of them thought I was crazy. Your old boss thought I was crazy. <laughs> um, but They don't I, have a lot of pandemics. I, I, in I said from the very beginning, I was like, I mean, seriously? Like, Bat soup at a, at a food market where they didn't even serve or have bats in a city where bats aren't within hundreds of miles. 
And importantly, this is important when you talk about people like Tony Fauci and Francis Collins who denied this for years, there was a Lancet study that month, January of 2020, that said over half of all of the early patients with COVID had no contact whatsoever with that food market. So the, the virus went into that market. It didn't come out of that market. Mm. And, and then you say, like, look, I mean, call me crazy, but you've got a food market with no bats in a city with no bats, and right down the road, you have a lab <laughs> right, 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 right. where they study bats and coronaviruses that come from bats, and the lady that runs it has nicknamed, literally, the bat lady. <laughs> Maybe we should look at the lab. So, so a, a couple things. Number one, I don't know how you maintain such discipline. I would go nuts if I were attacked for being right for, for so early on. Number two, one of, the, one of the strangest things to me is they said, Senator Tom Cotton, you are racist for saying... It came out of a lab. We know the Chinese people eat bats. Why are you not talking about the bats that they eat? Why are you dare saying that it came from a lab? It's, Racist. It's yeah. I mean, like, how does that happen? Unbelievable. They're like, that's a very racist thing to say it came out of a lab. Racist. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I don't, I don't mind uh, being attacked, though, when I know I'm right, because I know the fact checkers months or years later are going to go back and issue a correction about it. As they have. Oh, As yeah, they, they have. definitely do. As they have. All right. All right. Final question. I'm going to try to get you on this. So, Ruthless, so you know that Republicans are trying to re rework the primary debate situation? Right. Ooh, this, is, this is a great one. And so we've been trying to get the Ruthless Variety program in this decision. Yeah. Many people are saying... Wouldn't that be fun? If we could orchestrate some kind of a cage match <laughs> as a part of the presidential primary piece, would that make you more likely or less likely to engage in the presidential primary? Could I have Ric Flair as my tag team partner? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, Obviously. it's no rules. A absolutely, then. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Is there anyone in your potential pool, and I'm not saying you're running, is there anyone in your potential pool that you would have to sort of scout tape on? Or do you who, feel who like... Who would you be worried about in that cage match? I mean, have you seen Jim Jordan's ears? <laughs> See, my guess was Chris Christie, because I know, I mean, you, 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 you prove yourself as a fighter, but I mean. I know where you're going there. No, J Jim Jordan is the partner you'd want. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Jim Jordan's ears. His ear, I mean, he's, he wrestled his entire life, and he's got wrestler's ears, uh, and I think he was like a national champion in college, right? Yeah. Um, so he's the partner you'd, you'd really want that, and if he was going to be your rival, you'd have to scope him out carefully. Yeah, that's, yeah. Fair, that's fair enough. Listen, in all seriousness, there has been no greater friend of the Variety truly, Program truly. than Tom Cotton. Thank you for coming. Thank you for all you do. Keep doing it. We'll keep covering it. You're the man. Stud. What a stud. I mean, honestly, I would love 
to see him run. Just saying that, like, we have an under-incarceration problem. No, no, I'm good. It is so rare to find someone who's willing to tell the truth. Like, yes, absolutely. Oh, and I can't, I mean, literally, we, we, were, we had uh, USB ports sticking into our, our, our computers, and we're sitting in Zoom in our respective homes in the middle of COVID, and I was like, Tom, is there any way that you would come on our show? And he's like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, he's like, fucking absolutely. What a, what a guy. That's what you want, what right? That's what you want. That's what you want. He gave us credibility when we had none. But you know what, you know what the folks want? You want a game? I think the folks want a game. Let's play a game! Don't you know who I am? Remember my name. Brain! Brainworm takes forever. You're gonna like my post most. I feel engagement forever. Broken brain takes with no shame. Brain! Hot takes up to 11. Saving Joe Biden from blame. Claim! It's gonna live forever. Ronnie, remember my name. Remember, 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 remember. We're now at the hazing portion of the program. For right. any good show that we've ever done, Michael has taken it upon himself to raise the level of expectations by taking one of those beers from top to bottom in record time. Oh, did he just crack it? Is he shotgunning that thing? You want me to put it in a pint or just take it right here? Take it. Why don't you just take it right here? As God intended. Granted, there are a lot of problems. We don't have a hole. We don't have it's not in a pint glass. Well, the physics are difficult. Well, do what you can. Okay. Folks, All right. let's get it going. Chug it, chug it, chug it. Crush it, and, and, yeah. Yeah, I, like and I love, I love how Duncan never backs down from like, oh, it's a, it's a, it's so cold. Yeah, like, no. You know how the dude who, who sucks is always like, oh, it's cold. It was oh, very cold. cold. I just oh, gotta so tell cold. you, man, it was really cold. <laughs> I, I also really like cold. how you have that iron fist like crush while you do it. That's like, a, I mean, it might be a trademark move. Yep. I haven't seen yep. that a lot. It's a nice effect. <clears throat> okay, let's do that. Okay, so we're playing Claim to Fame, and for perhaps not and, and o OGs of the Variety program. Yeah, for our new listeners in the audience who were like right. one of the people who got a ticket in the first yeah. hour. <laughs> um, I'm going to read four statements, uh, three of which have been retweeted by Ron Klain, White House Chief of Staff. One, one that was not. You have to pick the one that was not retweeted by Ron Klain. Okay. You guys ready? Ready. Let's do it. Statement number one. This is from uh, Matt Iglesias. <laughs> uh, that fuckhead. <laughs> I know it's cringe to blame inflation on corporate greed, but it does seem like meat would be cheaper if Tyson's had settled for a 50% increase in prices rather than going for double. <laughs> this is the meat monopolies. They love big meat. 
Uh, statement number two. Holy shit. Uh, this is from Mary Trump. It says like, oy, oy, oy. Yeah, she has a podcast, believe it or not. It's much lower than ours, I've noticed. Jesus, thank God, I'd quit <laughs> overnight if that was not the case. As dark as the days are, there is a lot to be optimistic about. <laughs> thank you to, I don't know, dipshit number one and hashtag Bernard Schwartz for reminding us. Wait, what, just random people? No, uh, DJ Roth, Rothkopf. Yeah, Rothkopf. So, uh, so they're thanking people. I mean, the thing is, these, these are extremely brainwarm. So we're going with like only one was retweeted by Klein. These are three by Klein and one not, right? Three of these things were retweeted by the no. White House Chief of Staff. No, no, yes. no, no. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's rare that he knows the rules. We've had a lot to drink. <laughs> Statement number three. Uh, this is from the queen herself, Jennifer Brainworms Rubin. The queen! They need to make the case to voters that they have produced real and meaningful results. She's talking about the Democrats. Democrats, obviously. On everything from the economy to climate change to the pandemic. But they must also make sure voters understand just how bonkers the GOP has become! <laughs> Again, that's from, from the Washington Post conservative writer. She's the conservative <laughs> blogger. That's so cool. That's the conservative blogger, yeah. Uh, this is uh, Ashish, uh, Ashish Jaws. One of these fucking COVID doctor guys. Yeah. Cloud-chasing <laughs> people. That's got to be like the best paying gig right now. Hell yeah. Yeah. They were all experts on impeachment, and then they were experts on Russia, and then they were experts on COVID. Yeah. It's so cool how, how fast that happens. And don't you think it's kind of like, if you're a shitty doctor, you're like, I don't know, maybe I can get a hot take on COVID, and all of a sudden became super famous? It's just so super cool that we have people who are doctors who are like, I don't know, Donald Trump needs to take a cognitive test, and then like, Joe Biden can't put two sentences together, and they're like, oh my God, best president ever. <laughs> He, he has cured the pandemic. <laughs> Unbelievable. Sundown. Sundown. <laughs> um, okay. Well, this, this dipshit says, this is phenomenal news. Uh, we used to have an office of the National Security Council focused on pandemics. Pandemics. Pandemics and biosecurity threats. Pri President Trump scrapped it. Well, the office is back and strong, and the brilliant, I don't know who this person is, is running it. I will be sleeping better. Oh. Halloween's and pandemics. You guys remember that one? Miles yeah. Taylor. What? Miles Taylor, anonymous. Miles Taylor. What a king. He wears a mask for Halloween's and pandemics. Uh, okay, so those are the four. Let me know if you need a reread. Or smug if you want to submit an answer. All right, I'll turn around. So, You're gonna turn so, around. Go ahead. That's my guess. That's my guess. Okay. All right, let's talk this through. 
I, I, so, so I have a very simple explanation for my pick. <clears throat> I think it would be extremely stupid, from a tactical point of view, for him to retweet, like, Mary Trump or any Trump, which would remind people of the name Trump, yeah. when, when everything that can go wrong is going wrong. So, so anyone sees the name Trump and they're like, I remember Trump. Everything didn't suck. <laughs> so just bring him up. Like the, the, the headline this morning is, so our inflation is at a faster rate than 90% of the countries on earth. Like the economists in Mexico are like, what is with you guys? Like, <laughs> our inflation is not that bad. And CNBC was great. They're like, not even Mexico's inflation rate is that bad. They're like, like, you wouldn't believe the foot traffic we get. <laughs> this is year one. So that's my guess is, is it would be very, I mean, Klain's a dumb guy. We all know Klain's a dumb guy. But to bring up the name Trump would really hurt his cause because people would be like, man, I remember when life used to be great. Okay. So um, let me wor work my way through. Okay. Um, I'd like a reread of, of Rubens, please. You want what? A reread of Rubens. Ruben? Uh, the number third, number okay. three. <clears throat> Jennifer Brainworms Rubin. They need to make the case to voters, she's talking about the Democrats, they need to make the case to voters that they have produced real and meaningful results on everything from the economy to climate change to the pandemic. But they must also make sure voters understand just how bonkers the GOP has become. Again, the conservative writer for the Washington Post. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So Matt Iglesias auto reti. Auto auto, you think that's automatic? Yeah. Okay. I think the fucking crazy doctor that you've can, got. Can I, can I take a quick aside? So today, earlier, Matt Iglesias tweets out, I wear my mask outside <laughs> so because cool. it keeps me warm. And Get the fuck out of here. And, and I think it was, it was Holly's comms director who, who quote, retweets him. He's like, it's 57 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> what a king. What a king. Um, I auto retweet RT and the fucking psycho doctor. Okay. I mean, just because that's what they do, right? That's the brand. Yeah. You got to find somebody to carry the water that has a doctor in their name. So you're saying it's between Ruben brain, and brain worms and, and Mary Trump? So I, because Ruben is providing an element of a critique, and because she brought up climate change, which, you know, look, by any ostensive any sort of, I mean, it was all in BBB, right? Yeah. So they haven't done shit. I mean, they literally have done absolutely nothing that they said they would do on climate change for Democrats. That seems like a touchy spot. I don't know if I'd bring that up if I was wrong. You think it's a vulnerability? I think it's a vulnerability. Okay. I mean, I think they knew when they were like, we got to change it, guys. Build back better. It's not happening. Build crack better. I think we got a shot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he RT Jen Rubin. Okay. I mean, that'd be, that'd be stunning. So your, your answer is he didn't RT Jen Rubin, and your answer, Smug, is that he didn't RT Mary Trump. Correct. <clears throat> well, he did RT Matt Iglesias. Of course. He, Avi. He did RT the psychopath doctor. Yeah. The guy's got like fucking five credentials in his bio. <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce half of them. I don't trust the experts. 
I'm, not, I'm probably not alone. What in that. a tryhard. More. <laughs> Jesus. More degrees than a thermometer, and he's yeah. still dumb as shit. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, and this is psychotic. He did RT marry Trump. Wow. Yes. This is Holmes is right. Holmes is right. Don't you know who I am? Remember my name. Oh, I'm happy. Brainworm takes forever. You're gonna like my post. Move! I feel engagement forever. Broken brain takes with no shame. Queen! Hot takes up. This song's too long, too. Saving Joe Biden from blame. Clay! Just the right line. It's gonna live forever. Ronnie, remember my name. Remember, 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 remember. Exactly. Okay, so Holmes won that. Yes. I want to bring up another example of Holmes winning. I'm concerned what's going to come out of his mouth next year. So, um, a criminal organization that enjoys the company of children known as the Lincoln Project. Yes. <laughs> the, pet, the, the pedophile protection racket Correct. known as the Lincoln Project. They recently attacked homes. They have. They have. You probably didn't notice. They don't have much money. The people are calling for it. You want me to talk about it? Please do. Well, these guys suck, right? I mean, <laughs> so these are a bunch of Republicans. Quote. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Who, um, you know, spent the early part of their careers basically begging for work. Their job was basically losing Republican races they, for a couple decades. They, they, they literally, each and every one of them were so astute. They're so incredible. They're, they're actually like Hall of Famers in terms of losing their asses to Democrats. I mean, these guys were the absolute worst political consultants. If you were to, like, gather a group of 1,000 people to be like, who are the worst? They would pick each and every one of those fucking guys. Yeah. I mean, they're, they are literally the worst. Yeah. They, um, so, the, look, where this started was we obviously called them out from the very beginning. I think it was our actually first big success Actually, it was before near attendant, for those of you who have been OG. We started drilling down on these guys, who they are, what they do, how bad they are, about how it's all a grift. And now... Do they want the shanty? Don't you worry. Don't you worry, sweet little heads about it. <laughs> they started running ads about me. They did. Yeah, no, I, they, just, uh, they just ran one for, I think, two days. They, they could only scrap the together enough money. The money's drying They're digging around the couch cushions at the Lincoln Project headquarters. Uh, Sort the, through the kitty underwear. Yeah, the kitty underwear. <laughs> and they found, they found enough money to run an ad in Palm Beach for Trump. Um, and it featured you and Ron DeSantis on the program and... All this bullshit. Anyway, long story short, I mean, these people are so desperate for attention. It's sad. Hey, fellas, I think we should give the audience what they want. Yeah. Okay. So here's a peek behind the scenes. 
So, like, a lot of you, I'm sure, are wondering, like, what it is at the studio. Because, I mean, it sounds pretty crazy, right? I mean, it is pretty crazy. Like, it is pretty crazy. Sometimes. So what we've done is actually provided tonight, for the very first time... Remastered. The filming of the sea shanty. There once was a griff that put to sea. The name of the scam was Lincoln P. The tweets blew up. The truth was known. Their game came crashing down. Hey! Soon may the weaver man come. DMing boys who are way too young. One day when the grifting is done, we'll take our cash and go. Hey! Steve and Rick and Reed and George and Mike and dozens more swindled hapless donors for nothing in return. Hey! Soon may the weaver man come. DMing Boys who are way too young. One day when the grifting is done, we'll take our cash. Wait and for go. Ashbrook. Donors and monsters <laughs> found out what the scam was all about. With their future plans in doubt, the ship was sunk for sure. Hey! Soon may the weaver man come, the amming boys who are way too young. One day when the grifting is done, we'll take our cash and go. And it works even better. Hollywood! <laughs> Hey! Soon may the weaver men come, the ambing boys who are way too young. One day when the grifting is done, we'll take our cash and go. So that's the tale of Lincoln P. All grift and bad philosophy. Here's some good advice for free. Don't, Don't try, try fucking, fucking kids! Hey! We're going to take a 15-minute break. You guys get served. Let's go. Let's drink all we can. Let's set more records here tonight. Come on. Demogerno, 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 Demogerno. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I mean, this is just really an all candy spectacular. All these games we're playing, fantastic. I don't have my pen, but I got a syringe. You got a syringe? Let's free base on stage. <laughs> what, what I like for um, the folks at home is, is behind the scenes when they're like, okay, what do you guys need and everything? And we're like, we need a bottle of bourbon. And here we are at halftime. Things fucking done. I guess we're like, having a good time, right, folks? I did throw the top into the crowd, so there was no doubt about how it was going. Just a simple Woodford. I we have a sophisticated crowd asking for my bourbon. Nice. Uh, let's play a game. Okay, so uh, most of the people here in the audience are obviously OG fans of the program, but if you're listening to this, uh, we are going to play Demogerno, which is four statements similar to Claim to Fame in which I read four statements, and three of those are from journalists. One of those is from a Democratic operative. Our friends here are comfortably smug and Josh Holmes have to pick who is the Dem operative. Okay. 
Statement number one. It is notable, these are all on COVID, by the way. It is notable that, like during the Trump administration, it is governors, not presidents, who are leading on the politics of COVID and what should actually be policy. That's statement yeah. number one. Statement number two. We're never going to get risk down to zero. No fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like the very basics. The very basics. Yes, oh, right. But there's also <laughs> But there's also risk by not letting our kids have normal lives. Also, no shit. Information that would have been helpful yesterday. <laughs> Wait, I think each folks deserve credit. They made the kids sit out in the cold and yeah. eat their lunches and now they're like, "You know what? Maybe we should sometime in the future right. we'll ask a mask mandate." The least vulnerable group. It only makes sense. Unbelievable. It's great. Uh, okay, statement number three. Biden's State of the Union address will carry more than the usual symbolic power, for better or worse. He can declare victory for the vaccinated. Holy shit. And begin preparing Americans for an exit strategy. <laughs> I fucked you guys with this one. <laughs> I thought I had a beat on it right till then. Like, tell uh, me you got a crack pipe kit without telling me you got a crack pipe kit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got him here. Statement number four. Do you think it is time for school mask mandates to end nationwide? I live with kids who are more than willing to wear their masks. It's my parents who complain. Damn. Your poor kids. My parents poor complain. Kids. Your poor kids. My kids love having a boot on their fucking neck. Like half the point of school is to get your kids away from you. My God. All right, so, so those are the four. How do we want to handle this? I yeah, know, I, I, mean, I, I did what I do. I, you really found the craziest people on the planet. Me without my pen, I usually like to work this through. So. <laughs> yeah, I got my guess. You do? do you I want will to... secretly transmit it. It will be secret, okay. <laughs> That's my guess. Okay. Yeah, he's got to double check. Okay. He's got to double check because they all Is sound the same. The audience is seen. <clears throat> One's a journal. Okay. No question. Okay. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Can I get a reread of three? Three, uh, the State of the Union one? Yeah. Biden's State of the Union address will, will carry more... Actually, stop. Journal. <laughs> <laughs> That's a power move. That's so much. That's so good. That's so good. Hell yeah. All right, cool. So I'm between two and four. Give me four. 
Do you think it's time for school mask mandates to end nationwide? I live with kids who are more than willing to wear their masks. And it is my parents who complain. It is my parents who complain. Fucking Jerno. My yeah. pick is two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> who y'all John Weaver on the kids thing? <laughs> we gotta get him a drink. That's the winner. Smug, Smug what, was your, what was yours again? I think three. Three. You were three. Holmes is right again. <laughs> Smug, you're getting fucking boat race. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Dan it's like, I... Dan more journo, 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 nobody knows. Yeah, I mean, okay. well, it's tough when, when, when they say, like, my kids, and I'm like, well, shit, that can't be a dem operative or a journal, you know? Right. <laughs> Can you move your crack pipe? I'm trying to get <laughs> So, you know, look, we thought, we thought part of this was uh, we would allow you to ask some questions, Right. We're, we're going to initially talk about a couple of headlines. We'll banter it about a little bit. But then we want to throw open the floor, and we don't want anybody to be bashful about it. It's a fucking Ruthless Variety program for crying out loud. Right? So here we go. I saw this headline today in the Daily Mail. If you guys... <laughs> if you don't check out the Daily Mail, you don't get your it's news. It's honestly my favorite source of news. I get paid to be homeless in San Francisco. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It takes one phone call, quote unquote. Old school junkie says he moved to Woke City because he gets a $620 a month that pays for his Amazon Prime and Netflix subscription. And the cops are like neighbors. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, that has to be... A hell of an experience. So you get to live in San Francisco. Well, like way back in the day, folks probably don't remember. San Francisco used to be nice, yeah. and then they started just only electing Democrats. And as typically happens, everything went to shit. No, 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 no. Things didn't go to shit. The city, the city, literally is shit. Yeah, literally. There is literally, literally shit in the city. The streets are covered in shit. It's not shit. Your shit. Your shit. <laughs> and, and, and so, like, they have a DA who, I mean, you cannot make this up. So the, so the DA, the person re responsible for maintaining law and order, is the children of terrorists. And he was like, my, my terrorist parents should have been jailed. Yeah, Ch Chessa. So, yeah. Chessa. So he's like, I don't want anyone in jail. And so now they're like, a better approach than, than to fight crime is to pay people... <laughs> 700 bucks to watch Netflix and, and break into cars, which is, which is I, you, you think that's crazy, and you think San Francisco's crazy, and then you find out that the federal government is sending out crack pipes. <laughs> it's like a warning. Was anybody else just a little bit alarmed at the, uh, at the robe disrobing here? Yeah. 
Yes, Duncan. Yes, Duncan. I mean, the audience wants him to disrobe. I just wanted everyone to know that it wasn't just the robe. Also, my my shorts are the American flag. It looks like there's a hood as well. There we go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. But you guys, if you take a full appreciation of this guy's shoes, he actually went full out. There, they, these are the real box. boxing back. shoes. He's got the real boxing. These are, like, I, this I, I laced up real boxing shoes. This is like the Rocky this, outfit. This, yeah, for the Rocky Balboa outfit. Yes, it's act, they're actually very comfortable. Wait, it's straight out of Apollo Creed's cult It's that closet. kind of commitment that you get at the variety program. It's not just a... Well, I mean, that's, that's the funny thing is we're planning to have like an intermission. Everyone changes back in their clothes, and I was like, I'm just going to wear what's comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Smug is the only person on the face of the planet that looks like he's wearing pajamas when he has a tuxedo on. <laughs> it's like I was born in it. All right, so this is kind of like a little bit serious because it was today's news. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what, you know, this is what people, I think we should talk about it, honestly. Uh, we should. Biden okay. calls inflation skyrocketing to a 40-year high elevated. As again, he insists it's temporary. President tries to spin the soaring 7.5% increase since the, the highest since 1982 and Americans have been paying an extra $250 a month. Oh. Hell yeah. So, like, this is the thing that pisses... The reason I put this in here is this is the thing that pisses me off the most, right? Because these guys spend the last year talking about BBB and talking about all this bullshit that is basically just injecting money into, into situations that help absolutely nobody. They increase inflation, and it's a tax on all Americans, right? Each, each and every one of you. How many of you, how many of you have gone to the like, meat section of your store and found that it's like 10, 20, 30, 40, 50%, right? Hey, shout out everyone who's gonna have a Super Bowl party and is paying like $3,000 for wings. Oh yeah, yeah. We had, a, we had an issue with that. We went to a sports bar. We did. And they had no fucking wings. I'm a big wing guy. I prefer the wing. Uh, I think, Holmes, you're more of a flats. You're like a flats guy. I'm, a, I'm the drumstick guy. You like the flats. And anyway. You can't, you can't trick me with you the thighs. Can't, you can't even get... are like, yeah, they're thigh wings. Can't get a Bro, wing. They're gonna make. They're going to chop up fucking chicken thighs and act like they're chicken wings. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Fucking people, right? They are so dishonest. They're so dishonest. Do you remember? Do you remember the the tweets that they were sending out in the midsummer? They're like, "Oh, good news." Now we saved you six cents on the Fourth of July. <laughs> good news. Hot dogs are six cents less. Yeah, yeah right. No, I mean it, it keeps going. So initially it was like, "Hey, folks, inflation isn't real. You're gonna save six cents at the Fourth of July." Then they said, "Inflation is temporary." Then they tried inflation is good. Yeah. Now they say just smoke crack. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's a hell just of a plan. Smoke crack. I mean, in fairness, crack is an appetite. Honestly, dude. <laughs> honestly, honestly, man, the crack game is more honest than this bullshit. Yeah, I mean, it is insane. Where's Hollywood head? I'm right here in the back. Yes, Hollywood hen. 
I'm ready. I'm ready. Ken, I know folks have some questions of the variety program. Yes. I my, my one like biggest problem with the fact that it's a podcast and not a radio show is we can't take live callers. Because I would just absolutely love to do live callers. Tonight we can. Here we go. So raise your hand if you have a question for the fellas. First, yeah, first time, long times? Long time. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. Uh, this is a multiple choice question. Rank the most embarrassing sex scandal and why? Jeffrey Zucker, John Weaver, Jeffrey Tubin, or Fang Fang? Wow. Uh, <laughs> that's a great Wow, question. that is coming out hot for the first question. I, holy shit. <laughs> I think we've got our new co-host here. <laughs> Suddenly we're on the hot lights on 60 Minutes. Holy shit. Hold on. Can we get the microphone? I want to know this yeah, guy's yeah, yeah. name. Yeah, name, name and where you're from. Uh, Joe from San Francisco. Joe. You're from San Francisco? Yeah. We have yeah. a San Francisco the survivor. Yeah, the Sorry about the shit on your streets, but great question. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I want to have that answer first. So, of course, of course, Weaver with the kids is the worst. But I think that's when the real debate begins. Like, is espionage worse than, than Zucker? Because it's extremely weird to force your wife to live in a building with you while you moved your... Exactly. While, while you moved your mistress upstairs, that is extremely weird. Three yeah, not... Exactly. Not, not three, three times. times on the ceiling. Yes. I want this crowd in the, in the studio every day. You guys have yeah, it. we will only record live going forward. <laughs> this crowd every day. My answer? Yeah, what do you think? I mean, all right, my answer is Jeffrey Tubin, and the reason why is very simple. The reason why, we haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen it yet. I mean, what could see that mean? What? But Man. <laughs> see what? Okay, well, I'm saying we all lived in a pandemic and everybody was on Zoom, and you know when you end the Zoom. And if you are the host, you have the option to download the video file of the Zoom. Dude, someone there has is that a file Zoom file like... of video that exists with Jeffrey Tubin jerking off with all of his colleagues. It has not been released yet, and for that reason, it's number one. Dude, and you know what? And I, I, I guarantee, I guarantee. The judge and jury. There, there is someone with like a baller pad in Central Park West paid because they handed over to C, uh, CNN the Jeffrey Tubin jerk off tape. <laughs> They're like 10 mils my price. You can have the tape and I will never talk about this. Oh, gosh, those are such good answers. Honestly, I think it's Fang Fang, don't you guys? Yeah. I mean, this lady was a Chinese spy. Oh, wait, that reminds me. You can only imagine the things that she did to this guy. So something funny at the, uh, during halftime is uh, we were made aware. This should be a fun game. There's a Media Matters for America person here in the audience who tried attacking Senator Cotton. Oh, hell yeah. Tonight? Yeah, and, and, and Eric Swalwell tweeted out, like, how dare you attack people with addiction problems? Well, you oh, probably we should a... give him a crack pipe. <laughs> Run that media matters. Listen, in D.C., for all those uh, of you who've traveled to get here, you haven't really truly made it 
until these assholes show up and film yeah. you. Right? That's the, way, that's the way it works. So welcome. Enjoy yourselves. Probably Please don't tip your waiter. Introduce yourself to the rest of the crowd because that might not go well. But go, but fine. And let me talk about Fang Fang for a second. <laughs> so this clown is like a, a know-nothing congressman from Northern California who doesn't know shit, right? He's trying to date every single 25-year-old. This is a very town. known thing. This is like Ruthless After Dark. We can yeah. now tell the truth about Eric Swalwell. <laughs> this guy's doing everything he can do to try to, to uh, what do you call it, like, uh, you know, sort of integrate himself with the 25 and under crowd, yeah. right? What is it about them and that, man? Like, I don't know. But so, meanwhile, all this is happening. He goes back to San Francisco and he's ha- hanging out with Fang Fang. Fang Fang. Fang Fang's also got operations going on in Iowa and South Dakota and all that. I mean, kinds sometimes you just meet a nice woman and she's like, I would appreciate you to tell me about the infrastructure and, and the capabilities of your nation. It's like, yeah, we can go back to my place. Do you, do you have any information about the vulnerabilities of the F 35 fighter program? <laughs> like, that's just like very standard first day talk. What a dumb shit. <laughs> For that reason, it's fang fang. All right, let's any other question? Second question. Hi, um, first I'd like to deliver a message to Duncan from my friend Bill DeMay. He wanted to relay that the Colts still suck. Ah, fuck him. <laughs> hey, shout out to him. Ah, fuck him. And second, my question is, what advice do you have for people who are pounding the pavement, making phone calls, knocking on doors to make the red wave as big and as red as ever? Yes. So here's the thing about the Ruthless Variety program. All of us have done it, right? The, The difference between almost every conservative media outlet that you're talking about and this one is the fact that every single one of us have actually knocked on a door. We've talked to a voter. We've decided to dedicate our time and however humiliating it might be to get people yelling at you or whatever, we do it, right? We did it for a number of years. We've risen up the ranks from, you know, field staff to, I mean, smug. So I, I actually have a great story for this. Please. And this is a point of pride. Um, so this is way back in the day. Um, I was in New York City, which we all know is not a red, you know, bastion. <laughs> and I, ha- I keep in my closet every day uh, a pair of shoes I have with a hole in it. And it's because I marched from the top to the bottom of the island of Manhattan, knocking on doors for Republicans. Hell yeah. And I knew we would lose, and I marched, and I hit every door. And it was from 4 in the morning, 4 in the morning, uh, until 10 p.m. when we got to the bar. Uh, <laughs> and I needed that drink. You needed that drink. And, and I, knew, I knew we wouldn't win. But the thing is, is that across the country as a whole, every one of us, the way that the wave works is every one of us pushes as hard as possible. Because 
there's more of us in them. Like, it seems strange because the media wants you to yeah. think. The media wants you to think that their opinions are what everyone thinks. But, 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 but the vast majority of Americans are rational people. That's how we have such a great country. Yeah. And I, every day, no matter how crazy it gets, I've got those pair of shoes. And that's the first thing I see when I open my closet is those pair of shoes with a hole in it. And that's why I fight every day. I love that. I love that. Hell yeah. Look at Smug. So my, 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 first, my first job, I was in central Minnesota, and, and my job, they gave me like this impossible task, whereas like you have thousands of miles and all of it. Like, go hit 20,000 doors. I'm an individual, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I'm like, oh, okay, great. And so I start mapping it out and try to figure out volunteers. And the first guy I call is the guy sitting in the corner over there with the long hair right there, yes. Jay Ma- Musa. Yes. Many, many a crowd. King. What a king. And we cobbled some friends together, and we went through, and we knocked on doors, and we talked to people, and we tried to persuade them that, frankly, the conservative point of view in a state like Minnesota actually works, and it actually reflects your values. And we did it over and over and over again. And it was frustrating as hell, right? Because you get, like, one every three doors, somebody's like, go fuck yourself, yep. right? I mean, they, they hate you. Um, but you keep doing it. You keep working. You keep trying to make change in your community, and that was our job. And at the end of the day, it was the only, by the way, the last statewide federal race that's ever been won in the state of Minnesota was the one that we worked on. Fuck yeah. Norm Coleman. Um... I don't know. I feel like I talk about this a lot on the program, but I think the most important thing we can do, particularly for this election, is we have to mobilize the parents of America to push back on this psychotic bullshit they've done to our children, Um, the child abuse they've done to our children. The success of our country. Right. No one. They've done child abuse to our, you know, the, the toddlers of this country, and so I think if you work on one of these campaigns, um and you want to get involved, and you knock these doors, you can go to those parents and, and, and tell them you know, that they were lied to for two years and um, that the Republican Party is the party that's going to get us back to normal by recognizing the real science, the science we've known forever, the science that is devoid of the influence of teachers' unions who don't give a fuck about your kids. Nope. And, nope. and we're going to get America back, back to normal. I mean, that's... That's what I think will win us this election. You know, it, it really makes me think is everyone thinks what's going to be the like, winning message of this cycle. And I, it really doesn't come, come down to that at all. It's we want you to have your life, a right. normal life. Like uh, who, who, who is that Dem who, who said, we're going to let you have your life back? Oh, God. SP Maloney. The D trip, right? Fucking hot dog meme. The guy's like, Sean Maloney did like, this. We're trying I, to fiend, they, figure out the, who's the guy who yeah. did this to us. Sean Maloney's like, maybe we'll ha- you have your life back. Yeah. I mean, that's the mindset. Yeah. Maybe like, we'll it, take it, the boot off your neck. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, you have one, one party that's, that, that's saying maybe you can, you can have a normal life and raise your family and, and do what you want. And the other side's like, well, listen, we have to look at. Uh, what the teachers' union is telling us to do. It's incredible that we have such an opportunity, but it can't be taken for granted. Everyone has to mobilize, top to bottom. The red wave doesn't exist until we make it happen. That's it. 
Johnny, you got one? I knew you start at the bottom. Ashbrook? A question? No, I mean, did no, you... No, I, I, I want the, I want the story. Where'd you start, man? What well, I, I guess what I would say is I'm very, very surprised you, to hear that Smug has interacted with a voter. I'm, 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 I'm not sure I believe a word of what he said. Listen, I'm going to tell the truth. It was a nice pair of Ferragamos, but my... <laughs> my dedication to the cause is that real. Come on! I'm, I'm going to tweet the picture out. Like, I, I, I feel, my, my dedication to the party is that much. The good news is we can win, and we are going to win. And, and there's literally nothing Democrats can do about it. Yeah. So let's do an abrupt transition. You might wonder how we ended up to be an animal fighting podcast. <laughs> this is well because like every journalist who tries to do a story on this, I think there's a couple here, they always ask for like, so, you know, we, we know your backgrounds and such. Uh, yeah. So, uh, f- do you really want to fight horses? Is, 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 and, uh, that's very central to the whole being of, of well, the so podcast. It, 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 it was the origination, right? So how this all started is, like, we literally just were politics. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> we're like, you know, let's throw a movie review in or two. And it was it was King Kong against Godzilla. Yeah. And 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 Smug was a fucking obsessed with this movie. Yeah. So and so he's, he's like he's like we got to do a review on the podcast. Like what the fuck why would we I was do like, this? that is literally a movie I would never fucking see. <laughs> so 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 I'm one of these folks who don't trust the experts and and one of the <laughs> one of the films that was actually playing in the movie theater was like King Kong versus Godzilla. And I was like, "Well, I'm going to fucking go to the movie theater." When, when all like government shit was like, movie theater is very dangerous. So I knew that's where I want to go. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's right. And, and, and like the, the fellas were like, so what are you doing for this weekend? I was like, well, I'm going to go see fucking, I mean, what do you think? I mean, so King Kong versus Godzilla. I'm like, w- w- why would you see that? And I said, w- what is better than seeing two large animals fight each other? I think that's like what... Uh, like yeah, no, no, it no, all they, comes down right. to. So, like, I was kind of flummoxed by this because it sounds terrible. I was right? like, I, I, mean, I, I don't need a story. Like, like I, you know, everyone thinks you you have to see a film that is going to be nominated for an Oscar. No, I want to see two large animals fight, and I'll pay top dollar for that. And I'm going to go see it in the theater, which naturally lended itself to a conversation. I'm not kidding you. This is in the era where we were on Zoom, drinking a bottle of bourbon. Yeah, real by ones ourselves. remember this one, yeah. right? So, literally, the first like. 50 episodes that you heard of Ruthless were there was no script. I mean, literally, it, it was, was just, just like what happens when a bottle of bourbon is open and someone hits record on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> so it lended itself to the natural conversation of what kind of animal you can fight and win. And what's insane? So, so it's, it's crazy because they were like, Why would you want to see animals fight? And I was like, Well, how much do you know about yourself if you don't know what animal you could beat up? Like, head to head. Get an immediate answer. What's the top animal you could take? Horse. Horse. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, it's a great answer. And it's the best answer, honestly. And then, like, it becomes a nationwide thing. Like, there are, like, a dozen articles about people who are wondering 
What animal they could beat up? <laughs> What's the biggest animal you could take down? Was the question. And he immediately, without any hesitation, said, oh, like a horse. A horse. <laughs> Which is fucking nonsense, right? Wait, uh, I mean, anyone here have any experience with horses? Like uh, any horse? Uh, yep. You, have you, have you, you fought a horse? Agree, it's horse. I'm too scared, man. Nobody fights horses. You lose. You lose. You lose. You lost? You lost to a horse? Did you get kicked by a horse? Wait, was it a dressage horse? I'm guessing dressage. Let's get the first one. Smart. It stuck you. It locked you in. Well, the, I mean, the first so it's thing. So a smart horse, not only a big. I mean, horse. the first no. thing with, with, with horses is is they try to trick you. Like, you, like <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember when I was. Smug, what, smug I remember when I was, he's like, he's like, I'm prepared for this. Yeah. No, so, 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 about this. so I remember when I was first dealing with horses, they were like, when you feed it a carrot, you have to like flatten your palm, and I'm like, who's the master here? It, like, this is a goddamn horse. It, does, it eats the carrot how I tell it to eat the you carrot. You shove that fucking yeah. carrot in its mouth. And so, like, when you've got a horse who's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm clearly calling the shots here, it's going to be problems. Well, I think, I think the way it went down is that he said he would he basically sneak up on an unsuspecting horse and kick it, right? He would I mean, kick well, it in the ribs. He, head, he, sa- he said he would sneak up on the horse, not even a fair fight. It is very dishonorable. Fight. I mean, sur- survival, there is no dishonor. You got to win. <laughs> so anyway, the long and the short of this is that we all became sort of obsessed with anim- animal stories. And you can tell in our daily podcasts that, like, how many times we, in- we have this sort of thing. But the first opportunity we had to interact with animals was at the very first Ruthless Live. And the very first Ruthless Live was in Iowa. I you were there. We're gonna air this. You were there. And uh, we put out some video that we did at the time. We held back a lot of video. A lot of content that is unrated. It's insane. Like Tonight, you will all see the unedited. Tonight, for your viewing pleasure, <laughs> the unedited version. Where are we headed next? Going to Butter Cow? We're going to go to the Butter Cow. We have to see the fattest pig, too. That, are we, which one are we hitting first? Fat pig or? <laughs> I think the fat pig will save for last. It's kind of like a Gouda Gras. That's right. right. It yeah, just puts it over the top. Let's so, see the Butter Cow. Look at that thing. Wow. Look at that thing. Shut up, Foldy. It's a cow made of butter. Wow. A, I was not prepared for how veiny the udders are on the butter cow. <laughs> Y'all, here, run around real quick. Don't want so to disrupt vain. the flow here. Oh, hell no, this is great. <laughs> I love this. It's incredible. Let's do this. Okay. Cow's out of the way. They tell us now, most important thing. It's the big pig. You guys see the fat pig. I'm not fat. I'm big boned. So, 
I don't know what to expect. I've seen some pigs before. I feel like they're all kind of fat, but this must be an exceptionally fat pig. Okay, there are some pigs for, yes, for homes oh, in a tank top and shorts. Let's take a look at those. Look at this, huh? Incredible. That's a big eggplant. That's an eggplant. That's a big eggplant. <laughs> How far away from the big pig? I bet you four minutes. Just incredible. Let's hit the big pig now. Right. Smoke, you want to take an eggplant with you? <laughs> Not good. Okay. I got mine. All right, I good. Don't be ripping that shit off. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. I was saying, like, I'm familiar with pigs. Yeah. Right? They all seem fat. This must be an extraordinarily it's got, fat pig. Honestly, now I'm just like setting the bar so high for when I see this pig. Yeah. It better be enormous. The horse barn. Horse barn. Let's oh, go in and is. check it out. Yeah. So, See, I mean, here, I want, I, number one, this doesn't count as a horse. This is like a tank. This you is, gotta come in here. Here's the horse. Me, right? So you're taller. <laughs> On a normal horse. Smug thinks he's gonna beat They're this not horse. The up. You can take a normal horse. Like, everyone thinks I'm talking about these things. That doesn't count as a horse. Let's be serious. For me to be impressed, for this to be worth it, it's gotta be like. It's gotta be massive. Massive, like, like horse size. Yeah. I'm guaranteeing this thing will come up like our knees and everyone's like, oh, that's a pretty big thing. I like, I mean, I'm talking. You'll like, notice yeah, there's not I a lot of meat in this. So big, it's because I like, was extremely it's like hungry on for a this sheep. entire day. <laughs> so now the cow we're taking, this is the biggest cow. Is that yeah, yeah. Is that's the one? Holy World Super Bowl. Cat. Look at the size of that sucker. So that's little Bill. And, and, and I'll just tell you, there's nothing little about Bill. <laughs> 3,040 like grandfather clock. He's an Angus. That is a large animal. My lord. Yeah, something else. Yeah, there you go. You must not be from Iowa. Not from Iowa, no. Where do you live that you So we're from D.C. Whoa! 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 Yeah, D.C. D.C.? Yep. Yeah, we came in from D.C to see stuff like this. He looks they at home like he's an alien. You gotta admit that. Exactly. That's it's why we're here. We want to actually see what And a lot of bullshit A lot of bullshit. Right hell yeah, That's hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, I, I really felt like we've been walking forever. <laughs> it's about 175 degrees. It's not a small fair. No. This is a very large It is a large fair. The fact that you're walking through this in Nantucket red smug is just unbelievable to me. crazy. Oh, here's a pig. Look, they got one. Where? I think they found a pig up here. Oh. Swine. So we're in the pig. The pig is somewhere around here. Oh my god. Is that it? No way. That's an enormous pig. Okay. Yeah, that could be expectations. Oh my lord. Okay. Okay. I mean, this is the true champ. The true champ. By 30 pounds, By Irish cowboy. 1,288 pounds. Irish cowboy, look at that fat pig. That's a half ton oh, yeah, of I'm on pig. photos. Yeah, me and the pig. I mean, that's a huge pig. <laughs> 75 hard balls. <laughs> nice. You got a ball. That is what a 1,300 pound pig's balls look like. <laughs> really outstanding. <laughs> It was, worth, it was worth the trip. It was worth the trip. Did you see his balls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his balls. <laughs> oh, there it is. That's great.
So there it is, right? I mean, you get a chance to hang out with us. Honestly, uh, we don't it, show everything. Someone who has not been to the Iowa State Fair, absolutely go. Like, 100%, it is the experience of a lifetime. It was absolutely incredible. Thank you so much, Shala. Uh, yeah. Iowa, for having Iowa, us. Iowa. Yeah, yeah. No, I was the best place to start all that. Fellas, I think it's time to play the signature game. Is it really? Are you guys ready for King of the Hill? Okay, well, I think given that it's Ruthless Live, and this is a live show, we need a live ringside announcement. Showbiz, absolutely outstanding work, Ashbro. The funniest part about doing the episodes in studio. Oh wow, uh, Holmes just spilled half a cocktail. Um, the funniest part about about do, doing the the episodes in studio is having Ashbrook next to us doing that live every time we play it. People think that shit's recorded. No, he literally no. sits next to us. Presses a fucking button and then goes fucking live. No, to be honest, to, to <laughs> be incredible. To, to be honest with you, I literally asked Michael, "Who is the other guy that's in the thing tonight?" Right before I stood up and picked up the mic. <laughs> we got a lot of things going. No, there's oh, there's only two people in the business who do it on one take. It's Jay Z and you. And that's right. 
That's right. So obviously this is our, our, our flagship game, King of the Hill. Uh, three rounds. Uh, the defending champion has to go first. And the winner, best two out of three, is the champion. Um, so our champion is Radio Free, correct? Yeah, no, he's the champion. It... Best of the best. Best of the best. Best of the best. Okay, so Holmes, you have to go first in round one. What do you got? Well, I mean, look, I think that the live crowd adds a little something to this. I mean, generally speaking, we have, you know, our computers and we kind of like work it. I, I usually have like five or six takes that I have that I, I try to play off of smug. I brought a legal brief here today for the judge and the jury. A brief. I brought a legal brief because I, I think it's that important. So you know that Tom Nichols' entire aura is one of elitism. And one where he basically looks down on everybody around him, right? That, that's like, that's won him a lot of titles. It's, it's a big thing. He's come up with something really terrific this week. This comes around the noon hour. Okay. It's a lunch, perhaps a three martini lunch. Martini lunch, yeah. And he's RTing somebody who's talking about something dealing with, like, you know, Republicans, whatever. That's not important here. What's important is he says, remember. This is from Tom Nichols. Remember, remember. Yeah. Ronnie, Rem remember my name. Remember. No one holds more contempt for ordinary people Holy shit. than the Republicans who claim to extol No. Uh. <laughs> no. We got a populist fucking radio-free Tom take? That's a radio-free Tom I got take. this. I 100% I, I, I got this. I mean, that would be impressive. So I have Matthew Dowd. Mill Pattern. The man who cucked Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I want to go into that. He did. This For is new listeners, fact. this guy, Arnold Schwarzenegger, is like, I want to be the governor. He hires Matthew Dowd. And he's like, Dowd, I will work on your campaign. I can't believe we're talking about this. But also, I will bang your wife. According to the New York Post. According to the New York Post. According to the New York Post. Satire, we're laughing. Yeah. We're laughing, satire, satire, and, laughing. And our lawyer is right there. The lawyer says this is, this is funny. Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Matthew Dowd. The lawyer literally was like... <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, it's a joke, it's a joke. It's we a don't joke. give a shit. We're doing it anyway. <laughs> We're fucking live, pal. You can't stop us, lawyer. So, on February 6th, Matthew Dowd tweets, Lordy, all reputable, all reputable doctors follow facts. Yes, there are quacks out there who Rogan had on. I never pushed Russian collusion, but have you read the final report? It showed the Trump campaign coordinated with Russian operatives. Oh. It could improve wow. criminal conspiracy. It's like, here's the thing. It's like, so the facts didn't support what I was pushing and now claim not to have pushed pretty good. Wow. 
So he's saying he's saying he did not push it. Correct. He was However, like, he's saying no, it actually is true. Okay. I want I want I want you to consider the absolute. Everybody yell Dowd. Dowd. I want the people want Dowd. Listen, I think, they're okay, right. That's an unfair. That's the an people unfair. are right. Are you, it's an insurrection. Yeah. Um, I don't speak for the people. The people speak for me. Okay, okay. I'm, no I'm, one. I'm, I'm here to. No I'm, one holds more contempt. No one holds more contempt than ordinary people. I'm, I'm here. Than the Republicans. You're being shouted down. For the, for the judge, folks at home, judge, everyone is shouting judge, down. Judge. Judge. Well, 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 well. They are well, well, counting well. down. The judge and jury will not be swayed. Judge. He's a contemplative. This man. court is a private court. Judge, I have an amicus brief. Oh, wow. We're. Wow! This is an early filing. I will accept it and I will hear it. Dowd cucked Arnold Schwarzenegger himself. I mean, that's the amicus brief? My, my argument is because of that, he should win, win round one. <laughs> that's a great argument. <laughs> that's, that's a great argument. do with the tweet, I love it. <laughs> the best amicus. I will have to file an objection because it's irrelevant. Dude, uh, it is, no, no, it is. No, no, I can no, no. tell you very much it's not irrelevant. <laughs> it is it's actually absolute. kind of central to the program, it, the it, fact it, that he did that. It's too. just so completely wild. Like, you're in a situation where Arnold Schwarzenegger is running for the governor of California, and he's like, Matthew Dowd, I want you to work on my campaign. Yeah, see, like, all right, the where's Austrian Maria Schreiber? Oak, like, uh, we can have a talk. Where's Maria? And it, this actually happens, according to the New York Post. The lawyer... Oh, no, look, 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 I get, I get it. I 100% get it. And out of the risk of getting fucking bum-rushed from this stage, the reality is, is that Radio Free Tom, who is the ultimate elitist, has a tweet about being not an elitist. And for that reason, Hell yes. he wins Hell round yeah. one. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Woo! Oh, the... The That's outrageous. The board is being hijacked. hijacked. The board is being hijacked. Well, I mean, can you believe it? Yeah. Yet again, the people are being silent. That's outrageous. I'd like to bar that. Judge, this this may be your final term. Can, you know, can we're I? We're gonna we're gonna have to hold them in contempt. Can I? Can I? Can I file an object? I, I would like that barred from the court. <laughs> All right, round two, smug you first. What do you got, pal? So a lot of folks talk about brainworm takes. This truly takes the cake. This is Matthew Dowd. Some interesting data. In 1932, Hitler and the National Socialist German Workers Party... Holy shit. Parentheses, Nazis. Won 31% of the eligible voters and had control. In 2016, Trump won 26% of the eligible voters. That's unbelievable. You can't beat that crazy-ass take. Folks, the judge is very stressed. I'm going to change my strategy. I mean, that is... 
absolute bonkers. I'm changing. You know this got to the judge. Anytime you work Nazis in, you got to change the strategy, right? Because that's, that's like... Okay, so we're going to go back to the elitism route. And, and... Dude, one-trick pony, yet no, again. No, it's, it's something One-trick pony. So, but, but I, unlike my opponent, have taken the liberty of providing visual aids for the judge and jury. Oh. If, if I choose to accept them... I mean, that is presumptuous. No, well, it teacher, is, teacher, I did is, my homework. There, there is clear precedent in this court for providing the tweet that was tweeted in visual form for the judge and jury to review. Okay, all right, okay, fine. You admit it. Well, let's hear it. Let's hear it first, and then maybe I will suggest. Wait, wait, Your Honor, was, were these visuals provided ahead of time? No. To both sides? No. Oh. I will accept a visual... Evidence, as long as it's also distributed to defense counsel comfortably smug. I'll just put it on the stage here. So it's actually not terribly important. CNN did a story about inflation as it regards to the Super Bowl. Okay. Right? How much that Americans were paying for chicken wings, ground beef, poultry, whatever, more than they were last year. And then on the right side, they did a split screen on how much the average Super Bowl price was. Yeah. Tom Nichols tweeted, America, a story in two pictures, which in and of itself, in and of itself, sounds like a reasonable proposition. Okay. Except his take isn't that the inflation is wrong. There's the first piece of evidence. The second piece of evidence for those Tom Nichols connoisseurs is it's the f- it is the fact that Americans spend money on the Super Bowl at all. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Uh, Number one, he's trying to use two tweets. Number two, he's trying to use pictures. And I'm ready to destroy this. Can we get to my tweet? <laughs> I was elected judge and jury, not to read, but to lead. And for that reason, Smug wins round two. Fair enough. Fair enough. There's too many words on that. I'm not fucking reading that. It's literally one word. Not, it's too many. It's too many. One too many. <laughs> Round three. 222 yeah. on February 9th. He's now well into his third martini. Radio Free Tom says, oh, this is an RT. Okay. Mediaite uh, tweets something that says, DeSantis's controversial pick for Surgeon General refuses to say if he's vaccinated. He RTs this. And says, we can wear masks in Boston all day, but it won't solve the problem that people in other places would rather die to own the libs. (laughs) I love that shit so much. I love it. It's like if you actually plot on a map California against Texas, restrictions against opening the country, 
their cases are higher despite more restrictive COVID measures. It's fucking insane. This guy's going to sit there it. and say, these rubes, these rubes are the reason why that we can't reopen the country? No, it's because of fucking psychopaths like you. I love it. Yes! Yes! All right, I got, I got an absolute winner. Banger. So, so this guy on Twitter, Chuck Modi, tweets out, Matthew Dowd, chief strategist of 2004 Bush-Cheney campaign, joins MSNBC as a pundit. Besides obvious objections, isn't it funny how MSDNC keeps hiring election experts right after they lose their campaigns? For folks who don't know, Matthew Dowd tried to run in Texas. Yes. And yeah. after like 10 he minutes. He's a candidate for like three weeks. Yeah. I feel he, good. He, he I ran feel for good 10 minutes this. and then quit because Texas doesn't like shitty people who are cucks. I feel good about this. Okay. I feel well, like my submission is however, very strong. However, Dowd replies. Um, oh, he's still going? Wait, hold yeah. on. Objection. Multiple tweets. No, it was a reply to the tweet. It was a reply to the tweet. That was, that was Chuck Modi. Is and he replying to his own tweet? No, no, no. That was Chuck Modi. Okay. And then Matthew Dowd replies, um, check your facts. I didn't, quote, lose my campaign. I, I stuck with my word that I would step back if candidates of diversity came forward. <laughs> you should be lauding that, Morty. Oh, Holmes is shaking his boots now. Well, look, uh, as, ju as judge and jury, I've, I've been known to be a, a person who uh, is, is, is a, a esteem, an esteemed constitutionalist, not an activist judge. Yeah, very. However, fair. today I'm going to violate that rule. Because we are doing Ruthless Live, I think the winner of round three has to be, be determined by the crowd. Let's go. The people should decide. Let's hear it. Smug, smug, smug. Would smug. rather die. Would rather die. Okay. Come on. Give me the die. As always, the people speak. <laughs> Holmes. Holmes, the people. Holmes, you won. You won claim to fame. That was fantastic. You won Demerjourno. Fantastic. Josh Holmes, you have lost King of the Hill. Smug is our champion. Folks, this has been unbelievable. Smug. Truly. I Can you give us the out of here? Heartfelt, truly. Thank you all so much for being here. This is why we do it. You. Thank you all so much. So until next time, minions, keep the faith, hold the line, and own the libs. We'll see you on Tuesday. Stay ruthless.